1: Everything that I teach men is grounded in the lessons that I learned from my time in the porn industry. I do not teach them how to be a porn star, but I teach them how to be able to get hard on command. I teach them how to be able to last as long as they consciously choose to.
0: It feels to me like men don't care about mastering their craft. I'm talking about their their sexual artistry.
1: If we kind of step it back, how you perform in bed is really the bedrock of your masculinity. The burden of performance does rest with the man, right? He needs to obtain that erection if you want to have penetrative sex. There's multiple different archetypes that you can be, right? You can be that tender lover. You can be the passionate seducer. You can be the crazy spontaneous guy, or you can be the dominant power fucker.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, guess what, guys? Today's guest probably needs no introduction. I think he's been on the show three times already, but Eric Everhard is an author, men's coach, and former adult film star who specializes in teaching men to recognize and master the primary cues responsible for making 85% of women reach orgasm. His teachings are grounded in practical knowledge mental tactics and strategic positions holding a masters level certification in neurolinguistic programming and having more than 5000 real world sexual interactions with women allows him a unique perspective which enables his clients to overcome their limiting beliefs performance issues and become masters in the bedroom eric welcome back time number 4
1: number 4
0: what are we gonna do for number four? I'm so excited.
1: Oh well, uh, we have a lot in store for number four. You know, it's like the trifecta was one thing, but now you're like the Edmonton Oilers, you're like the New York Islanders, San Francisco, four in a row.
0: I'm like four times with Eric Everhart. Enough, like mic drop. What am I? What? Where can I go from there? <laughs> I, have, I have hit the crescendo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eric, in case anybody's been living under a rock, can you just fill us in on your background again? In case some of my listeners are new to the show and they haven't heard your previous episodes,
1: in case they don't have Google, so in uh, case my name ever is.
0: watched you porn or porn. <laughs> <have>. Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes. So yes, my name is Eric Everhard. I'm a author, coach, and former professional porn star, and now I've made it my life's mission to go out there and teach men how to perform better in the bedroom. And so I've written books. Now I've created multiple courses. And everything that I teach men is grounded in the lessons that I learned from my time in the porn industry. I do not teach them how to be a porn star, but I teach them how to be able to get hard on command. I teach them how to be able to last as long as they consciously choose to. I teach them how to give women orgasm, pussy eating, how to do proper anal sex so that the woman enjoys it and doesn't have any pain and a myriad of other things. So yeah, that's who I am.
0: Yeah. So we're going to dive into those myriad of other things in the myriad in just one second here. But okay. So this is the third time or no fourth time. Sorry. You've been on the show three other times, fourth time now that you've been on the show. What have you been up to? I mean, you have a new academy. What's it all about? Why did you start this?
1: So this was really, from the beginning, this was the big picture thing that I wanted to create. So really, from my perspective, this is almost, we could say, the culmination of my life's work. I mean, when I wrote the first book, there was a bigger picture at play where I wanted to create something where guys could come and have literally an educational portal where they could come, they could learn, and you know, I understand guys, so we can read a book, we can have theory, but at some point, and I found this with a lot of my clients, they're like, oh, well, I can conceptualize what you're saying, but I need to see it.
0: I really need <laughs> to know, like, because I would talk yeah. about
1: the cross T technique. In I, just terms of
0: I just saw some of it. <laughs> it's it's going to be the funnest course I ever take. I'm going to go through all, I have to finish going through all of it because- I need the full side of the, I need the female perspective and I need the male perspective. I need to know it all. I want to be all knowledgeable, Eric.
1: Yeah. Well, it's all in there. I can guarantee you that.
0: I know. I saw it. There's so much, there's a shit ton in there. So, but I was, you know, here's one of the things that kind of stood out to me as I was reviewing it the other night. I was, I was asking myself, do you think. Men really care about mastering their craft. I just said this on a podcast; it's not out yet, but I just know—you know, no kidding—I said it just last week. I was like, I'm getting a little burnt out on the dating scene because it feels to me like men don't care about mastering their craft. I'm talking about their their sexual artistry, the way women do. I feel like we are way more about it than men. But dispel me of that myth and correct me if you think I'm wrong.
1: I will. Well. So for example, if I look at the members inside the academy, they are all driven to be as good as they can in the bedroom, right? Because if we kind of step it back, how you perform in bed is really the bedrock of your masculinity. It's sort of, it's the base level, right? Now, you know, we can obviously make a lot of money, we could have a fancy watch, we can have a fancy car, none of that matters as soon as your shorts come off like none of it does all the woman cares about is okay
0: you won't are leave that rich ass man for the guy that's good in bed and who works a blue-collar job <laughs> you don't freaking care like if he can if he's good and he can make you see god oh yeah no <laughs> yeah
1: and you know i mean there's there's obviously different sort of ideologies out there but One of the things that you'll often hear sort of in the manosphere, which you know there's a level of truth to it, is they always say alpha fucks, beta bucks, right? So there's this duality of what women are looking for. They want someone that can be a provider and obviously is stable and has this, but then they want that sort of alpha fuck toy guy that can deliver in the bedroom.
0: Fuck yeah, we do. Yes.
1: And so you need to as a man, you need to bring those two elements together as much as you can, because if either one of those is lacking so much so that the scale is really tipped the wrong way, in either way, the woman leaves. You know, you've seen the guy that he's alpha this, everything, and he is broke as a joke and has nothing going on. And the girl stays for quite a while, but at some point she's like, I can't keep paying this dude's bills and I can't keep, I just can't keep this relationship going. But the same thing on the other side of the coin, right? If you have a guy that, you know, he's stable, good job, good status, good family man, and he lasts 30 seconds, he never gets you off, or he just kind of doesn't even know what he's doing, that gets tiresome after a while. So the guys that are in the academy, they are all driven to be the best that they can because they understand this. And I think part of the problem out there in society is that a lot of guys are problem aware. They are not solution aware. So I'm willing to bet most guys out there that suck in the bedroom are quite aware of it. Like if you last 30 seconds, you know you last 30 seconds. Like you're not sugarcoating it. You're it's, not, it's, not, it's not like you're, you're like,
0: well, you know, that 30 that's seconds, good no, performance it, or bad. You
1: know, that 30 seconds, I mean, it kind of felt like 15 minutes, right? I mean,
0: I've had some pretty good 30 second goes around with myself. Yeah.
1: Well, and this is what I get back to. And it's something that I harp on in the academy and with my clients. I say, you know, it doesn't, matter how long you last what matters is conscious choice it's all about conscious choice because for example maybe you're there with your boyfriend kids are coming home in 5 minutes you want a 3 minute quickie and you and ideally you would want him to orgasm in 3 minutes so you got 2 minutes to clean up you know freshen up and ding dong kids are coming home right but if you want the Flowers, the ambiance, the railing all night long for a long 50 fuck minutes,
0: session. Yeah. Like you want the four hour fuck session.
1: Yeah. Then you need to, as a man, be able to consciously choose that. You need to be able to say, okay, I have the tools in my toolbox to be able to last as long as I want. And as soon as something goes awry, again, I have a myriad of tools. I can call an audible, I can see what I'm feeling. I have strategy. I know what positions I need to move to. I know what other techniques that I need to employ. You know, such that I talk about in the academy, where I talk about the dirty biohacks, different things that you can do oh, I'm in the get moment. To that.
0: I got the biohacks right yeah. now. We're going we're to get oh, yeah. to that. Do you think men feel a lot of pressure to perform?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I think right. it's hard every to, guy. No. I
0: mean, I'm just as why I'm just asking because I feel like. When I was going through the academy the other night, one of the things, too, I was kind of stumbling across was like, oh, you know, I, well, first of all, I kind of felt like I'm, you know, looking at, like, secrets about men, which, of course, I love. But I was kind of going, okay, like, they're struggling with some things, too, or they're, you know, they, they may have their moments where they're like, I don't know if I'm good at that, or what do I do? And I kind of started to realize that there might be some pressure on men to be be in touch with their prowess in the bedroom. And if you, if you don't think you are, then that, that could be unnerving.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing. If you don't have the hows and the whats, if you don't know going in what's going to work and you're not certain of it, well, now you have no confidence. You have no confidence because you have no competence. And it's the competency that I want to teach guys. Because, for example, let's just take pussy eating as an example. If you know the primary cues and the secondary cues that you need to be paying attention to, now you can relax because if you have those cues, you know what you're doing is working. Because one of the biggest problems that guys do, if they are not sure of what works and they don't have the experience, is that they may be doing something that's working but it might take longer than they anticipate. They may, for example, come across girl A, and girl A is almost like the guy's version of premature ejaculation. You do anything to her, ah, she's coming in 30 seconds, right? There are girls like that. Then you can have another girl where, well, you gotta have skill, and it's gonna take five minutes. Then you can have another girl where more skill is required, and it's gonna be 10 to 12. Now. If you think that every girl is 30 seconds, now you've come across a girl that takes 12 minutes and you are doing the right things. You have the right technique, the cues are there, everything's going, but then you start to get in your head, oh, am I doing this right? Uh, I don't know, you start second guessing. Now what do you do? Does that
0: happen? Are men oh, having oh, so mental gymnastics in their heads? Oh, you know, are, the guys are, the are the always having mental
1: gymnastics because they're like, it hasn't happened yet. And because if they don't have the cues and they don't know what it is they are feeling for with their tongue compass, they don't know what they're feeling for. Now they're lost. And they're just like, oh God, she hasn't come yet. She, okay, I'm going to oh, try something know else. You the
0: lost ones too. When they're, you're just, you can tell they're lost. You can, mm-hmm. you can
1: I call them. it lost puppy syndrome. <laughs> it's like the, a lost puppy.
0: The lost boys. <laughs> it's like.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like a lost puppy that, is yeah. full of energy and you know it's like one second the the dog wants to chew on the stick then it wants to chew on the ball then it wants to lap the bowl of water but guys are doing the same thing with the pussy they're going in there they are unsure of what they're supposed to do you haven't come in 30 seconds or a minute which they thought was going to be the required time and so now even though they had the right technique I hope right you're telling them
0: that 30 seconds to a minute is unreasonable I just hope you're telling them that <laughs>
1: Well, it is and is not. I've gotten many women off in a minute. Again, but this is comes back to the teachings. This comes back to knowing the cues because Eric, if you, most
0: men are not gonna be able to get women off in 30 seconds to a minute.
1: Oh, if they're in the academy they will. Well okay. Oh they will.
0: Okay, okay. You know what? The new <laughs> rule. New rule. I am from now on, I will only fuck and date men from the academy. Graduates, there, hear certified that, guys? by you.
1: Send your applications in.
0: Do you hear that, guys? This is, you want a piece of me? Here we go. You got to, this is, you got to get through the gatekeeper here. You have to get educated.
1: <laughs> I, I'll certify diplomas. There we go. I love
0: it. I love it. Oh, Stamp a of good, approval. This is really a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get me out of my rut.
1: <laughs> there you go. See?
0: Oh get my God. Help. It's looking up. Today is really, really looking up. Okay, so earlier you did mention that there's two types of hard-ons, or at least yeah. we were kind of going over that briefly. Can you describe those? Because you know, when again, when I was perusing last night and looking through the content, I did notice that, and I was like, I didn't even realize that that there's two types of hard-ons. So, what type? What are the two types? Which ones do most men have? Is one better than the other? I mean, where should men be for their peak performance?
1: So here's the thing: most guys have collapsed the idea of a hard on. They've taken the two different types and they've collapsed into one. So they have this one singular idea of a hard on, okay? And then if it doesn't happen, they're distraught, they're destroyed, they are all inside their head, they get depressed. And what I learned over my career is you actually have two, okay? So you have the hard on that is the psychological erection. Okay, now that is totally of the mind. This is what most guys tend to think of their erection as. So meaning, this is the erection that you get if you make out with a girl. This is the erection that you get if you're eating a girl's pussy and you're into that. This is the erection that you get if you know maybe your girl does a strip show and you just get hard in your pants. It's an erection that happens without any physical contact whatsoever. It's like, bam, it's there, right? It's the same thing, like many guys, myself included, wake up in the morning with an erection. Now, how did this happen? It's like the wind of God said, I get an (laughs) erection this morning, right? Yeah. So the problem is the guys get into the sexual interaction and if that psychological hard-on does not present itself, because they've got some anxiety, they're a little worried about what's going on, new girl, they're a little stressed, because they're like, oh man, especially if the enormity of the situation is big, i.e. this is your dream girl, this is the girl that you've been wanting to get with for so long, like the more that you want to fuck some girl, the bigger the stakes become, because you're just like, you've made it this big thing in your head as a man, and therefore, when you step into that sexual space, you're like, I got to kill it. I got to kill it. I got to do real good. And now you're putting those layers of pressure on yourself. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty
0: secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast.com at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show.
1: So if that psychological hard-on isn't present, now you're like, it doesn't work. I can't believe this. Now, the second kind of erection is the one of purely physical stimulation. And actually, I've had some guys this has been a module we've been working on in the academy right now because I've got guys going out there and testing this because this is new for them as well, right? Like, okay, if rather than seeing anything, if I move my conscious awareness just to the tip of my penis and now all my focused energy is purely on sensations, right? I often will use an exercise where I will say, Oh, have we done this exercise before, Layla? I don't think so. Let's do it right now. Let's do it live. We're going to do it live. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: I've I've already got like a hard on.
1: (laughs) No, no. This will literally take 30 seconds, 15 seconds probably. Do me a favor. Stand up. Stand up. Walk two feet. Okay. Just two feet any direction. Yeah. Just take a quick little walk and then sit back down. Awesome. How was that? Fabulous?
0: Fantastic. Best two feet of my life.
1: Great. Did you feel your big right toe when you did it? No. Now do it again. Totally focused on your big right toe.
0: Okay. Off I go. Okay, big right toe.
1: Uh-huh. We have a big right toe now, don't we?
0: Yeah. It felt like a big clunky right toe. Like right? it felt it felt fat. <laughs>
1: So my toe can, has a chubby. Ooh, <laughs> chubby toe. So this, this is the exact same thing that we're talking about with erections. right You can move your conscious awareness around. So that, and this helps in being able to control your ejaculation, but it also helps in being, being able to obtain an erection because now rather than just meandering around like if you're walking blindly, now we have focused attention. And it's that focused attention, now we're totally focused, nothing else exists, it's just our penis and what we are feeling. And when it feels good, it will get hard. But you need to bring that conscious awareness to it, to do it. So now that you have suddenly separated this, well now you have immense amounts of agency because okay, so maybe today I'm making out with my girlfriend or I'm eating her pussy or whatever, and I don't get hard. That's okay, guess what? I'll just go and get my physical erection because I don't care how I obtain the erection. It's not like we're someone is passing out an award for, hey, I'm the guy that got the psychological one, I'm better than you. No, no, they're both equal because at the end of the day, we want to be able to have good sex and we want to have our erection and we don't want to feel any anxiety. And this is a, This is a sleight of hand sort of hack maneuver that you can do to get yourself hard and lower your anxiety during the sexual interaction. Because now, for example, and I teach guys to do this often, say you are eating a girl's pussy. This is the prime time to start engaging the physically created hard-on. Because if you've got some nerves, the girl has no idea what you're doing. If you are eating pussy good, your eyes are rolled in the back of your head and you are just enjoying your time. You do not see that he has slid his hand down and he's just getting that 15, 20, 30% of blood flow that will then lower his anxiety because it's going to create a positive feedback loop in his brain. He now has verifiable proof that his penis works. When eating pussy. Yeah. Well, it, just whatever. It's just the <laughs> fact that he has... He has proof because as soon as that blood flow gets in there, your anxiety just goes, oh, and it's almost like your brain goes, whew, thank God it works.
0: I just didn't know. I really honestly didn't know that anxiety in the bedroom was such a problem for men that it's quite common actually and shared, you know, I mean, like, I don't know why that never occurred to me before. I just cause you're thinking, you know, as from the from the female point of view, we're just thinking, hey guys, it's easier for them. They're always on, they're always ready. They can just boop, get a heart on and bang it out. And we're kind of feeling like we're the problems because, oh, it takes us longer and you know, we might need more clitoral stimulation than just penetration or whatever. But it's just interesting that men have their they have their little things too that they have to worry about.
1: Yeah, well, you know, especially because the burden of performance does rest with the man, right? He needs to obtain that erection if you want to have penetrative sex. So it's all on him. At that point, you've just kind of washed your hands of it and you're just, you know, fingers crossed, praying to the erection god saying, "I hope this works. I hope he gets it together."
0: Oh gosh. That would give me anxiety. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can I can imagine that scenario. Um What are you, I guess, is there anything that you're shocked to find out that men don't know or just common misconceptions when it comes to performance in the bedroom? You know, when you started doing this and kind of like realizing men need help with certain things, was any of it surprising or were you just aware of all this stuff already?
1: When I think about things that surprised me probably the most, it's the lack of the cues awareness men not understanding what the cues are. I, I've had many, many conversations with men and it always goes the same way. Like, I, 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 maybe I even told you this on our last show or it may have been after. I had dinner with one gentleman and we were just talking and of course he was reminiscing about this one time that he had with this woman and they were in the kitchen and he was eating her pussy and she came like crazy he was like, oh, yeah, it was, it was just such a good time. I wish I could do that more often. And I said, oh, cool. I said, what were you paying attention to? And he just stared back at me. I don't know. Was I supposed to pay attention to something? I said, well, that's why it's that one time that it was effective and not others, <laughs> right? Because because you did something. Oh, no, we that-
0: randomly got, got, got lucky one time.
1: <laughs> it was pure random. And okay, we can say that's great, but I'm not interested in random for my clients. I'm interested in reproducible results time and time again. And they are very easy once you understand what it is you need to pay attention to. But I was really shocked that most guys don't know. And then I realized, as I've started going down this path the last three, almost four years, nobody's talking about them. I don't I know. know any sex, pe- you know, and these are supposed to be the the gurus. And nobody talks about it. They talk about communication. They talk about feelings. They talk about all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, huh, where are the cues? Like, this is this is the yellow brick road. This, if you follow the cues, they literally lead you to the Wizard of Oz.
0: And let me tell, let me just tell guys, they're going to have to do a lot less of those uncomfortable get-in-your-feelings conversations if you're dicking her down right. She's not gonna, she's gonna be so happy. She's not gonna be like, we need to, now how are you feeling? And you know, <laughs> you're gonna get hit with all that crap. She's gonna be so tired, you're gonna be wearing her out. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the idea.
1: Well, and it does solve a lot of issues. I have a good friend of mine, and he knew this, but he got in his relationship with his woman, they ended up sadly getting divorced. But at the end of it, I remember him telling me, he said, you know what? After all that, I learned, rather than the arguments and all the fighting, he goes, if I had just bent her over and fucked the shit out of her, we wouldn't have had any problems. That's true. He goes, it really would have cured things. And instead of doing that, I chose to go into this intellectual, emotional fight. And it didn't need to happen that way.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, like, seriously, that I think 90% of a lot of problems that exist amongst couples could be alleviated <laughs> if you're having great sex. That other 10% is kind of like, you know, standard stuff, but I think 90% of it, you can knock it out with great sex.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, if we look at modern society, right? And, you know, if we're looking at a modern society, you know, everyone's, Not completely equal because obviously there are some things that men are better at than women and some things that women are better at than men. But I would say largely we have an egalitarian society. And so in that, it's like, well, what is keeping men and women together, right? It's not financial. It becomes, well, okay, I want to really enjoy my time with this person. And if I'm spending all my time with this person sex is a huge part of it because otherwise i mean you would be out with the girls shopping and guys would be just sitting watching football with the guys like we'd be like hey we don't need each other so sex is a huge i would say it's it's at least in my opinion 80% of a relationship at points right it is the glue that keeps us together and to say that it's not i think is disingenuous
0: i agree I agree. People just I don't even know why people want to stay together when they're in se- sexless marriages. Just my opinion. You know, I get that I get the reasons behind what's driving that. I just don't think when you look at it from a big picture perspective, you're doing yourself any favors or possibly, you know, the people that you're modeling this behavior for, the younger people that you're modeling this behavior for in your household, it just then they're going to go out and seek out these distant Only friendship based relationships and repeat that and wonder why they feel empty.
1: (laughs) Well, and you have to ask yourself in those sexless relationships, is it equal on both sides? Usually not. Usually it's one person that has pulled away and the other person wants the sex, but either they're not good at leading, number one, right? They're not good at asking for what they want. Or they're just not simply good at delivering in the bedroom so that the other person wants it too. I mean, sex is highly addictive when it's good.
0: Oh, yes. It, yes, yes. And when it's
1: bad, <laughs> you want nothing to do with it. No. I mean, I can, you know, when I look at my time as an actor, I can tell you, you know, hey, I am a red-blooded, testosterone-fueled man machine here, okay, that Sure, I love blowjobs. Not when the girl's raking her teeth down it like a cheese grater, because then I'm just like, yeah, I've no interest, zero. Like, don't touch it, don't get near it. So we have to look at that from both sides of the equation. Okay, If a guy can say, no, no, I'd rather not have that, how many women are saying the same thing? Uh, eh, not, you're not cutting it. I'd rather, let's just not, let's, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I think it's, it's easier for a lot of women to just let go of it and let it fade into the background when it isn't that, when it's just average at best, because other things will fill in the and jump in on the priority list. But if it's good, you're not getting, you know, it's like, she's not going to give that up. She, If you're good, she's going to, she is your willing participant, but you have to be the one leading, I believe anyway. Yes, uh, I think that's that's part of the problem, too. Men, men need to know how to be good leaders in the bedroom.
1: Exactly. And I often say that if you get really good at sex, you do become, quote unquote, a unicorn, right? In the, that woman's world, right? Because she knows, wow, <laughs> there's not, you know, I mean, again, we have to look at sort of the averages, and I'd be curious, you would probably know even better than me from a woman's perspective, but what do you think the average number of men that a woman sleeps with in her lifetime is? Is it 10? Is it 20? Is it 30? Or is it even less?
0: Oh, I would have said less. I mean, I would have said, if you were just averaging the average, yeah, average. woman, I would say five.
1: Okay, so you have you have five chances to find a unicorn, is and what you're we're not
0: saying. Nine, you're not one in, I mean, you're not really, That's that's hard to do
1: right yeah so with
0: one in five, yeah it's I mean, hard to do even one in 10 can be hard to do
1: mhm yeah and so as i teach the guys this it's like my goal is well let's create a stampede of unicorns like let's do a rodeo here right let's
0: <laughs> a stampede of unicorns let's do a
1: stampede of unicorns because <laughs> i mean when you have a society like that, everybody benefits, right? The guys are benefiting because now they've got confidence, right? And deep masculine confidence. They know they're good, which is a key thing, you know, because when you're not good, you are usually quite aware of it, right? Unless every woman has decided to play Meg Ryan in front of you.
0: Right, which... Doubtful, yeah.
1: Right. Unless that's the case, then you could the, the wool could be totally co- pulled over your eyes. But like I said, if for example you're getting hard one of every five times, or you're typically lasting thirty seconds, you know, you know, you're not pulling your weight. Like every guy is aware. So
0: well, this is a good question, Eric. What do you think the in a guy's mind? What's the time limit on? Okay, I knocked it out of the park. Like how are you assessing a sexual situation and what's your determinant for saying this was, I was fucking great. What is 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 my determinant of it? Yeah. Well yours, I I was more curious about what you felt like the average guy's expectation is. And then I'd love to hear yours too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So the funny thing with the average guys is that they do almost pedestalize time. And time is not the main factor because time also works against you. And I'm sure you've had these experiences. When we're talking about women's anatomy, there's a fine line between, oh, wow, this is awesome. This has been going on for a long time. But as soon as your pussy starts to get sore, it goes down south really fast. Yes. Right? And I've known, and this has been what I've seen, especially within my time in the porn business, a guy can be starting to get sore, but he can tough it out way longer because just the skin of the penis can just, it can just take a lot more, yeah. right? So it's like, you can start to get sore, but ah, you could probably do another 10, 15 minutes. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Most women that I've seen, like, they start to get sore and it's under five minutes. It's like, get off me. I'm done. Yeah. And well, you
0: also know at that point, there's no other orgasms coming. So you're like, okay, fuck it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So guys pedestalize time. And I think that's a a misnomer because I'll know so many guys are like, oh, I, I need to go 45 minutes. That's what the girls want. I'm like, no, the girls want a bunch of orgasms, right? If you could deliver that in 15 minutes, she'd be just as happy, right? Because 45 minutes and no orgasm or five orgasms in 15 minutes, I mean, they're not even on the same playing field. Yeah, right. So it really comes down to, okay, what's your skill level? In creating those orgasms, what's your ability to read her body, read the cues, understand how to maximize clitoral contact in position, do these things, then we got to layer on, okay, what tools do you have at your disposal if, you know, your sensitivity level raises up to a nine and a half and you're on the verge of orgasm and you need to bring it down to a manageable seven and a half, okay? Right. So then, we're layering those tools on top of it. Then you execute on those, and then it's easy.
0: And then, are they just coming on command? Is that what happens? Like when they're ready, they can just go.
1: I can anytime.
0: <laughs> I know you can. I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, look, there's you. Did I ever? And did then... I ever,
1: did I ever show you the infamous countdown video?
0: I can't watch any more videos right now. Okay, I'm trying to just I'm trying to stay respectable and keep my mind out of the gutter while I'm talking to you okay well don't.
1: this this is quite famous so i actually... had to
0: watch. i had to watch right before we jumped on on i had to watch some sex scenes with you and i was like damn he is big <laughs> like, made me rethink my size queen denial i'm like i'm not a size queen and then i really see that and i'm like yeah i could really i could go for that <laughs>
1: I, could, I could do it i could do it
0: <laughs> oh my gosh okay i've lost my place eric <laughs>
1: It's okay. We keep going. We keep going. <laughs> I, conv-
0: I was uh, falsely accusing you earlier. I was like, am I making you nervous? Are you blushing? You're like, no, it's just a sunburn. Now I'm the one over here who's like, getting a, little, getting a little rosy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I know this is the other thing I want to talk to you about. You're also focusing on leadership in the bedroom for men. I saw some of those modules in your academy as well. Can you just explain that and why should men know how to do it? I mean, I know, but I'd like to hear them. I'd like to have them hear you say it.
1: Well, so.
0: (laughs) And what happens when they don't, Eric?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so leadership takes a multifaceted approach, okay? So when we're talking about leadership, first off, it's like, well, we have to be initiating things, okay? And we need to be initiating things in a way that invites the woman to play with us, right? So that can be different methods of creating arousal. It can be leading throughout positioning. And it can be also taking the lead in being actively bold. Like I always say, boldness is better, right? You want to be bold and then you want to calibrate. We want to step into things. And then the bigger piece of it comes back to creation. And I always say, the woman is canvas. You are the painter. What do you want to paint tonight? And I'll, this is fresh in memory. This is actually from Wednesday. So I'll give you, give you a story from Wednesday. My girlfriend will kill me, but
0: I love a good story.
1: Story time. So we went out and we went and, uh, we had some tea. We had a little shisha. And then I was like, oh, do you want to go for dinner, right? And she'd come by my place and she was like, well, if we go for dinner, like I got to be home. And when you can read somebody's mind, you're just like, okay, you just want sex. Because if we go for dinner, there's no sex. Okay, got it. And right there in my mind, I'm already twisting, what am I creating tonight? So in my mind, this is already pre-gone. We're walking towards my apartment. I already know what I'm going to do, right? I'm like, okay, I want to create hot, heavy passion. I'm not going to be dicking around as soon as we get in there, you know, because you are going to create an emotion depending on what you do. And I always say there's, there's multiple different archetypes that you can be, right? You can be that tender lover. You can be the passionate seducer. You can be the crazy spontaneous guy or you can be the dominant power fucker. Those are sort of the four archetypes that I really see, right? So for me, it was, okay, well, I'm going to be blending that dominant power fucker, but more with that passionate seducer. So I get in there, it's like-
0: That sounds like a good combo.
1: Right? But but yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing based on what emotion am I trying to create? Because if I want to be super. By the way, tender, I'm still
0: looking for uh, someone with with that combo that they can call <laughs> up just like that. So again, when these guys pass the academy, I'd really like them to emphasize those two. Yeah. <laughs> if I can just call that out, okay. Please so, continue. so
1: I knew, <laughs> I knew instantly. I'm like, okay, I'm not eating pussy. I'm not doing anything. I'm making out with her. I'm grabbing her, and I'm throwing on the bed. I pinned her arms because now. We've created a lot of excitement, right? So now, after doing all that, the pussy's super wet. Go right in because what I'm trying to create is that mood of passion, right? And when you're doing that, and this is the emotion that I want to create, well, now it's like I'm taking you right now, right now. There is no buildup, there's no lead up. The lead up is we're getting in and we are fucking right now, right? But that was conscious as we we're walking to the flat, it was already percolating in my head. Okay, what, how am I feeling the mood? Okay, I, I, this is what I'm feeling like she's in the mood for. And it's just the vibe that I'm getting and it's what do I want to create? So that's that leadership piece. It's like, okay, well, what do I want to create tonight? What do I feel I can do, right? What's my mood like? What do I think she would be receptive to? And then let's take action on it.
0: Yes, and this is why... Men need to know how to do that. It makes all the difference.
1: Well, it's just, it's just, I think for a lot of guys, they've never thought it through that way, you know, know and and I get, I get ridiculously introspective when it comes to sex, like, because I'm a, I'm a massive thinker when it comes to it. So I'm always thinking, okay, how can this be 1%, 2%, 5% better? Right. And when I was an actor, I always made sure to set myself up for success. And I empower my clients to do the same thing because if you just go into a sexual interaction with no idea about anything, you haven't done any sort of planning, you have no strategy, you have no thoughts about, okay, if A then B, well, if A is not working and there's no B or C plan, now you're screwed, right? Yeah. And you need to be able to pivot quickly. You need to be able to call an audible quickly. And when you can do that effortlessly, now it doesn't matter what goes on in the bedroom because you can flow with it and you're like, oh, okay, she's doing this, she's feeling this way. Okay, we go we go B. Oh, she's feeling this way today. Okay, let's go C, right? But you already know where you're going with it.
0: Yes. No, I mean the things that you're talking about, I can tell you from my perspective, like it is a night and day difference. It's not even close between a guy that is doing those things and a guy that isn't. And a guy that isn't is not gonna get to stick around from my perspective. I don't. you know, I don't want when you have once you have someone that you come across that has all those things it almost wrecks you (laughs) because now you know (laughs) that there is, there is a big gap in what some men will do and what others will. And you always want the ones that are, you know, rocking your world like that and taking you on. It feels like, it's like, where's this guy going to take me tonight? You never know what he's going to do. You never know what he's planning, but he's going to take you on a a journey that night in the bedroom. And it's not going to be like what you've, just recycled with the average guy over and over and over again. So, and that's just, it's so exciting when you come across that. And it's just an avenue for you to really open up and get crazy because you're comfortable because this person's leading you and you trust them. Mm -hmm. So that's going to carry these guys a long way. Because once, once the trust is there, like she'll get just about as kinky as you want. <laughs> and that's, yeah. You know, I mean, she'll try all kinds of crazy things because she trusts you.
1: Yeah. And that trust comes back to knowing that the guy is competent because you can feel it. You're like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. And oh, yeah. that can't I, be fake. I'm always fixed.
0: like, who taught this guy? Like, I will ask. I, I will ask. I'm like, where'd you learn this shit? Like, yeah. This is good. Good yeah. stuff
1: you, I mean, as Susie as goes down on you, you're like, yeah, he knows his way around the pussy. Or you're like, this guy, this might be the first time he's ever seen one. I don't know. I
0: know. I know. Yeah. There's a big gap. Yeah. It really is.
1: Because, I mean, I've still had guys ask me before, like, hey, just to know, like, where exactly is the clit? Because they just don't know.
0: Okay. But, uh, can, oh, this is a new one. Here, you don't know this. So I finally had my first threesome. Oh, congratulations. I know. Like, so- All the crazy shit I've done. I finally had my first threesome with a woman. Okay. And um, I just, she's, we, our pussies are so different. And honestly, when I was looking at just touching a pussy for the first time, Eric, I I could have, I could have used you. (laughs) I mean, I swear to God, like, I'm like, oh my God, somebody teach me. This does not look like mine. Where is her clit? You know? (laughs) So... I I have to say, men, I forgive you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All is forgiven. Hear that?
0: All is forgiven. Yes. I mean, seriously, because it's not easy. But if you get it right, then again, it's like another one of those things. No woman wants to give up the good pussy eater. And he could be an asshole. I had a guy steal my car and take it across state lines. And he was the best pussy eater I'd ever had. And I was just like. Man, I better not prosecute him because I'm gonna have to hope someday I cross paths with him again.
1: I'm hoping. I'm hoping.
0: Remember the time when I didn't prosecute you, but I could have? Yeah. Get down here, buddy. Get down you know, here, right?
1: Pay it back. Pay it pay back. back.
0: You owe me. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First guy to used to let me ride his face. Oh my God. Heaven.
1: memories. Okay.
0: I know. <laughs> well, because again, like I said that's a very vulnerable position, but when when you trust someone and you you're you're like, I didn't know what I was doing up there, but he did. Mm-hmm. He did by putting me up there. He knew how to move my he knew what he was doing. And oh yes. Okay, you're right. Memories, I'm I'm digressing. But I want to talk about you're teaching mastery on a lot of things, a lot of really good subjects, like specific sex acts, pussy eating, anal sex multiple women, different sexual positions, sexual instruments. And I just, I just want to know, since we're talking about pussy eating, what is your best technique for pussy eating? You have to give them all. I know there's a lot, but like, what's a, just a real quick, like some guy had to know, like, I'm going to eat pussy for the first time. What should I do? What's the one thing I should definitely do? What would it be?
1: Yeah. I mean, the default that I would go to would be the cross T technique with a pointed tongue—that is the default that I think every guy should start with in terms of okay uh, getting women off. Right? It's going to be for multiple reasons. Right? Can you
0: show me what that looks like?
1: So, so it, the, the, Actually, as far I as I think
0: I saw it on tongue, your video,
1: position would be like this.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: So <laughs> you're you're creating. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you for showing You're creating
1: a cross T formation with your tongue. Therefore, you are contacting both the top, the bottom, and the sides of the clit almost in rapid succession. Right?
0: Guys can practice that on their commute to work.
1: <laughs> yes, they can.
0: In the car. I yeah. mean, you know, like 15... I mean, I would assume you got to like practice that, right? To get that rhythm right. And then just like pr- do it for 15 minutes straight. Let's train those tongues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is... Right. And, and this is what I, what I talk about in the pussy eating is there's a lot of different layers to it. Like if if there's a section where I talk about the 10 commandments of the clit, right? And commandment number one is posture is priority. That's where we begin. Because if your neck and your head and your back alignment aren't together properly, you can't do it for a long time. Right. It's like, Case in point, the biggest problem with guys watching porno is that the pussy eating shown in pornos by and large is absolutely not effective.
0: It's rubbish.
1: Because what we are having to do is open for the camera. So you've got this position where literally our head is almost laying beside the girl and the tongue is outstretched like, uh, uh. Right now. I can't hold that past a minute and my jaw is literally going into lock jaw. It's so painful. And yet, if you have the right alignment of your jaw, your neck, your back properly, then your jaw relaxes and you can move your tongue effortlessly for 10, 15 minutes. It's not difficult. But it starts with, okay, what's our initial position? And guys aren't even thinking about that. They're just, you know, they, maybe they've seen a porno and they're thinking, well, I should get in here like this. And and then they, they can't do it for more than a couple minutes. They get tired. And I don't firmly believe that it's lack of tongue stamina. It's lack of positioning that allows you to be able to do it a long time.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yes. So okay. we start with
1: position. You gotta, you gotta have the right positioning. And when we're talking about pussy eating, especially with the difference between the cross-T technique with a flat tongue versus cross-T technique with a pointed tongue, nose and mouth position change. And that is key because the only way, we're redlining this, underline this, guys, okay? The only way you are going to be effective with pussy eating, you guys ready? You don't ever fucking stop, ever. Ever.
0: That's
1: right. That's now, right. How do we not stop? We have to be able to breathe as we are doing it. This is why nose and mouth positioning is so key because either way, we have to have a way that we can breathe nonstop as we are eating pussy. And if we're doing a pointed tongue cross T technique, if we have the proper position to do the technique, Our nose is completely buried into the bush. We will not be able to breathe through our nose at all. So there is a gap of air because our tongue is stuck out. That gap of air is where we are breathing and eating pussy simultaneously. Therefore, we never have to come up for air. If you've got yourself in a situation (laughs) where you can't Uh breathe, you're doing it wrong because you need to be able to breathe the entire time you're eating pussy. That's how you can do it and you never stop.
0: All right. Right. Bing, bing, bing. Thank you. I love that. Okay. What are the three pillars of arousal that you teach?
1: So, when we're talking about three pillars of arousal, we're going to be talking about kissing and then we're going to be talking about alpha sort of behavior. So, three pillars of arousal, the way I look at it, okay, kissing is number one, that alpha, Animalistic aggression, sort of behavior becomes number two. And then number three is pussy eating, right? So these are our three pillars where we can create arousal because for so many women, if you are a good kisser, it um, creates that instant wetness, right? And so we're, we're looking, we're looking what it sets
0: is, the stage, too.
1: Sets the stage, right? Because we're looking what is going to create that carnal arousal that would be analogous to what might create the hard-on for the guy, right? So it's like we want to do something that is going to create your psychological erection if we're even going to call it that, right? But we're creating that instant wetness. And we can do that also through that sort of alpha-dominant behavior at times because I always say, and this is something that I talk about when I go into the erogenous zones, that part of the academy, depending on what you want to create is going to depend on how you sort of work with the woman so if you're doing something soft and sensual we're creating sensation right yeah perfect example is like you know we could we could grab a feather and we're just Putting it on your nipple slowly, or we're taking our tongue and we're just ever so lightly just licking your, your nipple. I mean, you can do it with your own hand right now, where you just like gently touch your hand, it feels really good, right? It's like we're maximizing sensations. So that's one thing. It's like we want to create more sensations, we go slow. But if we want to take charge and create excitement, that's where we grab the girl's tits, we pull her hair back, and we make out with her super fast, right? It's more of an aggressive thing to create excitement it's not creating sensation it's creating excitement and so again this comes back to being the painter what is it that you want to create because you do need as the guy to be consciously thinking about this like okay i want to create more sensation i want to go feel her go into her body and and really feel everything because that's amazing too you know i mean you could be sitting there and ever so slightly licking a woman's clit. You could even just sit in there, get within millimeters, and just breathe hot air on it, okay? Creating massive amounts of sensation. But if we do something that has more of a animalistic sort of aggression to it in a sense, right, now we can create some fast excitement. So, and that's how we, we work those. And I, I always encourage every guy to play between them. You know, and you're gonna have a default. Every guy does. Some guys are naturally super lovers. Other guys are naturally like super dominant. And you want to bring other archetypes into your toolbox.
0: That is so true. That is so true because it, it it sort of throw it throws you off as the receiver. You know, you're like, whoa, oh wait, where? Whoa, that's different. Where'd that come from? You know, you weren't expecting that, or or you're building up that all that excitement. You know, and then then he dials it back to he's more focusing on you know the softer sensations and things like that. You know, and then it, and then he just boom kicks back into aggressive gear. It's it's fun because you're like you don't know what's coming.
1: Well, yeah, and you know if you really were to step back and think about it the more lovers that you can play, the less chance she's going to go searching to find that in somebody else. Because if, for example, it's almost like, well, we could eat cheeseburgers and we're like, yeah, cheeseburgers are great. But then maybe you're like, oh, I would really love some lobster just once in a while, right? And if you can at least Get the lobster from the same person. Doesn't need to be all the time. But once in a while, you're like, at least you're satisfied. You're like, okay, I got that taste. I can go back to my cheeseburgers.
0: Now, it's, yes, I love all the stuff you say. I'm like, I'm telling you, the more more we talk it through, the more I'm committed to this. Like, if you want to do, if you want to even touch me, If you think your eyeballs are going to even see me naked, you better have completed Eric's course. (laughs) Oh, okay. What is the biggest, what do you think is the biggest fear for men in the bedroom? And how are you addressing that fear?
1: Well, so we can go with the surface fear. I think the biggest surface fear that guys have is that either they're not going to last long enough or they're just not gonna measure up in terms of penis size and all this sort of stuff, right? The deeper fear really is just about self-worth and self-love, right? Like, am I worthy of this person? And it really stems from that lack of confidence, but they just don't have the confidence because they haven't had a level of success or a level of understanding that would give them that confidence. Right, Because confidence is always a byproduct of something. Like Nobody's just born confident. It's like we we do something, right? Or we have an idea about something. And that's what I'm trying to give the guys. I'm trying to give them an idea. Because, for example, if you're going to do anything and you don't know how to do it, but suddenly you get coached by somebody that's world class at it, well, you still may not be good at it. But you do know what to do. Like you really now know, you know what? I may not be Mark McGuire, but he spent three days with me teaching me how to hit fastballs. So now I know, like I'm not just joking around here. Like I know how to do it. Am I gonna hit all the balls like Mark McGuire? No, but I know exactly how to stand. I know exactly how to pivot my hips. I know exactly how to grip the bat. I know exactly how to do everything. So now I can go out there, guess what? I'm probably going to start getting a lot of wins. I'm probably going to start hitting a ton of balls because I have the foundation proper. And that's the thing. If you don't have a foundation and now you've gone out into the sexual world, you know, the sexual marketplace, and so now you're trying to learn how to hit that fastball, well, you may never get your stance right. And I'm, you know, talking in metaphors here, but you may never have the proper stance. You may never have proper anything. And so now... You're not building up these wins. You're not having these successes just because your foundation is all flawed. So it's like if I give you that foundation, now you know 100% what works and you know how to do it. You've seen in graphic detail, like in all my videos, I go through it step by step and I call it out play by play. So it's not like you're just watching some video. I'm talking to you as I'm fucking and I'm saying, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. You know,
0: <laughs> you really are.
1: It was actually funny because the girls, they started laughing at some points too, because they're like, oh my God, how can you do this? Like, you're fucking they're, me they're, and they're you're totally the talking to kids. you
0: just get on with it. Like, I can see they're getting excited. Like, you're getting into it. And then you're like, then you stop to, you know, to give some commentary. And I'm like, we keep fucking her. She just don't want you to stop.
1: <laughs> play by play. Play by play. So I think at the base level, it's really about self-worth. You know, and I think that's the the biggest fear. So, you know, if I can give these guys that foundation so that now they can build up that confidence, they can feel better about themselves and they can go out with the women in the sexual interaction, now they feel they're going to be good or they feel they've got a shot. They're like, okay, I know what he said to do and you can start figuring it out in real time. Because you already have that information in the back of your mind now. So now, it, I mean, it was like, "Hey, remember that that first threesome, right?" It's like we could have gone there. You could have called me the night before, and I'd say, "Layla, okay, here's what you're gonna do, right?" And then you get in there, and you're a little flustered, like I've never seen one of these before. Oh wait, Everhard said, "Here's what we got to do, right?" And it's just that yeah, voice. Oh I my mean, the this
0: video, head. like right around the December. <laughs> So I actually just didn't, I mean, I just kind of was like, eh, you know.
1: <laughs> no cross T? Oh, man.
0: I have not gone down on a woman yet. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. are
0: gonna... I there So I can still learn. Oh, know?
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to cross T you up. You'll be ready to go.
0: Yes, because I'm competitive. I do not like to suck kind tit at anything. No pun intended. I just don't. I just don't. Like, if, if I'm with somebody sexually... I want to be good, you know? Well, not just good. I mean, I want to be great.
1: Foam, finger, foam finger number one. Is that? You know, that's
0: right. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> foam finger number one. <laughs> totally. That's just, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I'm I'm just competitive with stuff. And, you know, why would you want to do, why would you just want to be average, you know? God, let's go out there and rock some people's world. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Just give everybody just kind of a brief overview of the new Academy and what, you know, what's going on in there. We kind of, I know we've covered a lot of it, but let's wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: let's tell them what's in there.
1: In its totality, there's 12 modules. Right now we have over 110 separate lessons and more are going to be added because this doesn't just stop here, right? This is an ongoing for the rest of my life until I'm in a wheelchair sort of thing. But as of now, there's over 110 video lessons, and they're broken down into, like you saw, lecture material where I discuss the theory and I discuss what everything entails. And then I back it up by the practical lessons where I then show in graphic detail what I'm doing, how to do it. And then on top of that, we layer homework assignments on top of it. So as you go through, there are quizzes, there are introspective questions where you get to fill in the blanks, and there are deep questions where you get to really understand who you are. Where are the chinks in the in the armor? Where did things go wrong in a relationship? Where did things go wrong the last time you did this? And now with this new information you've got, how are you gonna do it next time? So that's what, in terms of the course material, and then on top of that, what we have is the coup de grace, the Everhard Network, which is our community. And in that, we also have the live calls that I do every week. So I do a group coaching call with the members one day a week, and in there, I'll go through specific topics, and I'll do Q and A's, and sometimes we'll also bring on special guests to share their wisdom with the members. So it gives the chance for the members if they've got questions, if they've got things that they're struggling with, and they need a little bit more extra help, extra information, then they jump on the group calls and then we we hash it out in there.
0: Yeah, perfect. All right. That is so fantastic. And I just want to say thank you so much because you're giving everybody, we have a special discount code. Discounts. So we, yes, we love a discount. Eric is giving a very generous discount, guys. If you use the code CuriousGirl at checkout... You get 30% off. And there is a link to Eric's site in the show notes. So just click on over there and use the code Curious Girl and you get 30% off the Academy. Yeah, yeah. 30% you, off Eric. your first
1: month. You are ready and to go.
0: That means there's all these guys that potentially get to date me at a discount.
1: There we go. See, we just certify them, send them your way.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, really, like, this should be a prerequisite. Women should require this from men. I need your certificate. I need your graduation papers, please. I was going to
1: say, imagine if it was just like stamped on their driver's license, like, you know, their eye color, weight, height. Oh, past Everhart Academy.
0: Academy. I I know. Little gold star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or gold magic boner, whatever. Whatever whatever DMV will allow. (laughs) It'll have to be an eggplant emoji because, you know, everybody's so sensitive to...
1: Well, everybody Penises. knows what the eggplant emoji means. I know. That's yeah. why I said it'll have
0: to be an eggplant emoji. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for coming on today. And I always love talking to you. And I'm sorry. You'll have to just forgive me if I overstep my bounds and get too, get too unprofessional. <laughs> what are you talking know? about? I don't know. You bring it out of me. As soon as I'm like, I feel like, I think my listeners, when they've listened before, they're like, you were flirting with him. And I'm like, you would too. I mean, yeah. come on! You can't. This is this guy's. Like you know, he's a porn star, and he has earned that reputation thoroughly. So come on! I I've mean, spent like, spent
1: my ten thousand hours on my back. I've earned it.
0: Has it been ten thousand hours?
1: Oh, at least.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh! Because you said five over five thousand.
1: Yeah, over five thousand women, and then how many Man, scenes? Yeah, it's a lot. Crazy. 25, 25 years, right?
0: Wow. It's a lot wow. of
1: time on your back to well, pre- pre- perfect your craft.
0: A lot of data points. Yeah, a lot of, you know, I mean, this is why you should be teaching this stuff. You really <laughs> should. Thank goodness that you are. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. And thank you guys for listening and sharing part of your Saturday with me. You know what you can do, what I love you to do. Go to the website, the leave me a voicemail. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you personally. Just click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. I cannot wait for your feedback. And if you have any feedback for Eric's, I'll make sure that he gets that as well. But guys, really just check out his course. I mean, seriously, 30% off. You cannot go wrong. And, you know, Hey, you can just bring that certification. Just send me a copy of it. And then we'll, uh, I'll let you jump on my calendar. All right, everyone. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media.